Next, I'd like to introduce. This is Sheeman and Shepard. That boy is good. Good and terrible. You shut your mouth. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh man, I hate those guys. This is Sheeman and Shepard on ESPN Southwest Florida. Greetings and salutations, friends of Southwest Florida. How are you on this terrific Friday? Breezy out there, but it's Friday, TGIF. I am Craig Sheeman, along with Pete Shepard. Chris Beasley on the other side of the glass. It's the Sheeman and Shepard Show on ESPN Southwest Florida. Glad you could be here today. Uh, We'll get you into your weekend with lots going on on the Sheeman Shepherd Radio Network. Uh, Don't forget, we have a website, ESPNSWFL.com. You can get to it through our new app, ESPN Southwest Florida. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at ESPNSWFL. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig ESPN. You can follow Pete Shepard at PSHEP326. You can follow Chris Beasley at Chris in SWFL. Our phone number and our Stony Brook Golf Club text line remain the same, 239-337-ESPN, 239-337-3776. Coming up uh, later on the program, we'll have some fun with our expertise, XFL, pigskin picks. What? Uh, Plenty of sound to get to throughout the day, Wikipedia, Miley Cyrus, Harry Carey, and more. And yes, Kathleen, your Badgers. Come on. Oh, my. Good effort, Kathleen. Don't let him. Don't let him bully you. Purdue always wins don't by like two or three. Another another example. I was pulling for you hard last night. Mm. All right. Pete, how are you? Good. Good. Uh, very, very blustery outside. Very, um, very windy. Yeah. But nice. I yeah. wish it was a, uh, was about five degrees cooler. You could really. Oh, you like Chris now? It's too no, no, hot. no, no, no. Just, you know, I, I like shutting the air conditioning off as much as possible. But the humidity was just a little too high in the house. Great breeze. Great cross breeze. Now, I like opening. I like being one with nature, Craig. That's what I it's like. It's fire season now. High, high red See, flag. I, I don't even think of that. I, I just said I'd like to be You're one with nature. You're the one that'll nature. throw a cigar uh, butt fire. into the grass and burn up the whole neighborhood. Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't even smoke outside. I don't smoke when I'm playing golf either because I don't enjoy it. I need to be like last night with friends. Had a nice uh, time watching the Illini. Uh, not covered by a point. I... I actually got it at four, but on the show I had to do five, uh, minus five. But uh, they failed to cover by a point. That's okay. They wore out Michigan with the two (laughs) overtimes before their Sunday season finale in Bloomington, Indiana. It was amazing. Juwan Howard, I believe, now is 0-6 since he took over the program. It's the only team he hasn't beaten is the Illini. Ah, That's a shame. In the Big Ten. That's a shame. All right. Well, we're ready to go. It should be be, the final season, of uh, final weekend of college basketball. Regular season. Regular season. Some tournament plays Some going, tournament are, oh, going on today. And, uh, Antoine Davis. Oh, just a bucket short yeah. of the all-time score. He had a record. three at the end and clanged it. Yep. You know, and he's the kid from Detroit Mercy, in case you don't know. Um, now, I will say this. Part of me is kind of glad he didn't get it. And, look, I like his dad, Mike Davis. He stepped in for Bob Knight real quick uh, for a couple years at IU. Got us to a, a natty. We lost. but um, Pistol Pete. Did it in three years, 83 games. Okay. No three-point shot. No, and no shot clock. But still. No, not still. Well, Davis had five years and 144 games. I mean, that, <laughs> that's a lot. That's... No, it is. But, you know, this is like saying you can't break the home run record with Mickey Mantle 
and Henry Aaron. They played 154 games. I mean, he, I, I, I get what you're saying. So what do you want, an asterisk? Well, well if we'll he did it, if Pete, he did do it. We'll see because now they're sub 500, but apparently, you know, you can still buy your way into the CBI uh, for 50 grand. That's what it takes. You got the NIT, the NCA, and that old CBI tournament. Well, that, it, it might be, honestly. For, uh, it'd it, be worth the school pop for, for publicity absolutely. for the school. I'd watch. To do the 50 grand to get them one more game. Yep. I'd 14 watch. and 19. So. Yeah, there's it's that. too bad they weren't 19 and 14 because if they were, they would absolutely probably be inv- go to the NIT. Sure, uh, but, but alas, a bit short. Crystal Ball, how are you on the other side? Doing doing well, doing okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. No no complaints. Really, breaking news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, it is uh, almost five minutes past the hour. Let's get this party started. It is time for our first Sports Center rundown of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Chris. CBS's Dennis Dodd is reporting the Big 12 has reached out to Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah about joining the conference after Pac 12 television negotiations fell apart again <laughs> earlier this week. Dodd also said March is a pivotal month for the future of the Pac 12. The College Football Rules Committee's recommended three rule changes for 2023. No back-to-back timeouts, no unlimited da- or untimed downs at the end of the first and third quarter, and running clocks after first downs gained. The oversight committee will vote on these on April 20th. Yeah, it's uh, not surprising the Big 12 news is, you know. Those are the four. They're going to divide them up. Four teams are going to the Big 10, and four are going to the Big 12. And then that leaves... Washington State and the and uh, Oregon Oregon State and the the Bay Area schools. No, I think I think the Bay Area schools got a shot at going to the Big Ten. I think I include them in the four: Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Cal. As a possibility, the Big Ten saying they're only going to take two, but if they were going to take four, those are the next two. They like the academia, crystal ball. So they're going to go to eighteen. You think? With that, they would. Yeah. And as long as we're talking about uh, that, your uh, Nick Saban's all got his panties in a bind. He does that this time of year. Well, for a long time, he's he, I'll give him credit. He's been a proponent for we got to play nine conference games. So now we're going to we're going to get rid of divisions. You're going to have three teams you play every year. Oh, you, I, I did see this. You yeah. got to do Auburn, but the other two are going to be LSU and Tennessee. And he thinks, Come on, let's let's balance it out a little bit, fellas. I agree. Well, a couple of years ago, I'd Tennessee was uh, in the basement. I mean, it's up in flow. No, but it's not Missouri, Kentucky, <laughs> Vanderbilt. You get, you so get you what I'm saying? stop right there. I get your like, point. Like, you get what I'm saying? Vanderbilt's up and coming. Okay. <laughs> sure. They well, two there. years ago, remember? They were the yeah, best team in the country. They've been, they've been down the and coach. out for quite some time. So, yeah. uh, I kind of get what he's saying, but I think that LSU and Auburn and Tennessee will be just as upset with that. I mean, they don't want to have they to play Alabama Tuscaloosa. every year. Auburn's gonna. Auburn wants to, but yeah. I, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I think for Tennessee fan, if they had, they got to avoid Alabama. Sure, I, mean, I know they beat them this year, but it's it had been a long time since the last time that happened. So if you balance it out and you end up playing everybody every other year, but I want to make it so the kids play in every stadium. If you play every other year, you you won't do that either. <laughs> Most likely, you no. Would. If you play every other year, you could. For a four-year guy, you play. You'd at, have to make sure that 
every other year is a, a, a different location. You could right? do it. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it work. Yeah. This guy I follow that I, I he's got some he's got some great insight to the what's going on with the Pac-12 and everything. Could I just go through some what he what he has said the last uh, three days? It is it is quite in chronological. Does order. it make fun of the Big Twelve? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it makes fun of it, but there's a lot of fact to it that's coming to fruition. Starts on and I I went over them for some of these before, but I think it's worth repeating. It's kind of funny. It's going to be a fun Friday today, right? Let's have some fun. So it's back on February 28th, which is what uh, four days ago. My source who's talking to an AD at a PAC school says the deal with ESPN and Amazon is worth $220 million a year, $120 million from Amazon, $100 million ESPN. Amazon gets more of the first choice, which I, it's a couple of days I told you. It's when actually $20 million gets you. March yeah. 1st, he says, I think it's almost time to start the PAC-12 doomsday clock. We are at five minutes to PAC midnight. What day did he say that? March, the next day, March 1st. Now, when, uh, when did we say that? Yeah, I think well, we said it February 28th. Yes. No, I think we had well, that conversation on March 1st. Did we? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, hearing a GK meeting, uh, George Klevkoff, uh struck out with the Amazon ESPN deal. It's not even going to the table for a vote. President's asking him to go back to the networks and negotiate it higher. Apple negotiations keep putting along at a snail's pace. Also on March 1st. No Pac-12 CEOs are deciding whether or not to push that deadline further ahead into the summer. Summer for it, most are against it. Also on March 1st, it was suggested to GK to do whatever it takes to get ESPN to put their original offer back into play. Also on March 1st, most of the communications B-12 receives have been through the ADs, and there is a sense of panic and desperation, even resignation there. Also on March 1st, Athletic departments are a different story for the most part, and there is a paradoxical dichotomy happening between them and the president. Wow. Also on March 1st, this is my favorite. My source that has been in talks with someone in the know tells me the Pac-12 issues are cultural at the highest level. They are, there's astonished disbelief happening at a large scale, either that or willful ignorance. Also, now we go, we go two days further to today. Could be good news for B-12 presidents because several B-10 presidents are very high on snatching your mark away from B-12 if Phillips did withdraw. Then he said there's a fear amongst several ACC presidents that Phillips may take the job in Chicago due to the added pressures when about two weeks ago it was looking like he was going to withdraw from consideration. Hmm. Interesting. Also, 22 hours ago, ACC's Phillips getting a lot of pressure from Florida State and Clemson to take action to get more money from the ACC from ESPN. ESPN putting pressure on Phillips to get his house in order and calm the fires. A couple more. Uh, 22 hours ago, my source who has his finger on the fading pulse of Pac-12 tells me it's been a very strangely silent day today, calm before the storm. And... Then uh, a couple more. 18 hours ago, finally got a sliver of pack info. Looking like the Comcast issue is continuing to be an albatross as it appears to be a huge holdup in Apple negotiations. Could threaten to bring them to a halt. And Apple pulling out of talks four minutes to pack McKnight. And uh, he said uh, five hours ago, I'd even argue back further that Penn State became a shell of what they were, were after joining the Big Ten, but they were independent. He says, question of conversation. This century, has there been any case where after switching from one BCS Power 5 league to another that a school has seen better success on the field? 
Miami, Virginia Tech, Nebraska, Mizzou, Colorado, West Virginia, Louisville have all fallen off the map since their moves. I think A&M was pretty strong pretty yeah. quick after the move to the SEC. They might won be a Heisman, ones. and they were fine. And finally, uh, he says um, – oh, no, that was uh, – that was the last one for today. For right. today, but I mean, it really is. So that so now we got ESPN and Amazon. That looks dead. Their backup plan for Apple TV, Comcast is being a thorn in their side for some reason. So that could be dead. Uh, you know, we laugh about the CW and Ion, but man, it's looking more like that's. <laughs> Display Seahawks fan calls them the Pack Zero. Yes. That is something. The though. Doomsday Clock is on. What a Netflix special that would be. Wouldn't you like to be in a room? Listen yeah. to these conversations. I, I would like to be in a room in the last 10 minutes in the meeting because those meetings are boring and long. But when it's finally realized that, oh, okay, we're we're back to zero. We're not happening. That I would like to see. That would be uh, that would be something. Well, so uh, so speaking of the countdown clock, so so where are we? I mean, if, the, if we don't get anything done, are they saying I, by March? I mean, it's I don't over. Know. Again, Dennis Dodd's report today is that March is a pivotal month for the future of the Pac-12. They're giving themselves another uh, 27 days or whatever? I, I don't think so. But the other nugget about Phillips looking to get out to go to, to Chicago. Chicago Big Bears? Ten. No, the oh, Big but, Ten. But go to Chicago to take over the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. because Warren le- is yeah. leaving the Big Ten to That's take right. the Bears job. Yeah. Warren didn't want to yeah. uh, expand. He was a the 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 Big Ten wants the presidents want to expand. He he said we're done. We're good. I don't know why the Big Ten would want Phillips after the deal he negotiated for the ACC. Unless it wasn't Phillips that negotiated that deal. I forget the old commissioner yeah, of the ACC but, because Phillips took over like five years yeah. ago. I want to say. But if you're, but if you're Warren's replacement, but if you're Phillips, and I don't know what he's waiting for. Well, that's what it is go, to go, go to Chicago, Pete, right? Go the, he was What's waiting that? for Warren to leave. When Pete official. says Phillips, go to Chicago. Yeah, that, Warren. That, yeah. To, no, Warren. No. There's no Phillips in the Big Ten. No. but yet. He said Phillips, Phillips to Chicago. To Chicago, which is, is that where they're, uh, no, is that where the Big Ten? That's Jim Phillips, the commissioner yeah. of the ACC. Commissioner going, of the Big Ten already is the one going to Chicago. The where Bear, are Big it, Ten headquarters? Chicago. Oh, I Chica- that's, oh. What I mean. Chicago. that's what I mean. Okay. Is that what we're talking? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, okay. Kevin, to, about the Kevin to the Bears no. and Phillips to Chicago okay. to the to the Big Ten headquarters, which is oh, that's a big circle. You're, you're, you're going to take you're going to take that. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it, Chicago it, to Chicago. Gotcha. All right. For Warren. Yeah. Charlotte to Chicago for Phillips. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> that was a bit of a world word circle. I'm partially responsible. <laughs> I blame the. The the tweeter, yeah. All right. Um, Specify a little bit moving forward. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's obviously big interest to the show. It's actually in Rosemont, Illinois, but close enough. Suburb of Chicago. Yes, it is. I've actually been there. Been in the headquarters. Well, been in the big studios. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Oh, if you uh, are odds makers, and we all are. Switching to NFL real quick. Uh, Sportsline uh, uh, odds makers say the Buccaneers are now the favorites to sign Carson Wentz. <laughs> that tells you all you need to know right there. He's plus 300. Uh, they also have the Raiders as the number one spot for Aaron Rodgers. That's odd. Minus 200. And that's Vegas. Vegas in Vegas saying Rodgers to Vegas. 
minus 200. Rodgers to the Jets, plus 140. To the Titans, plus 900. When we had a report earlier this week that uh, the Raiders had internal discussions and agreed that they were not going to pursue Uh, Aaron Rodgers. They were pretty much just Uh, giving up at the quarterback position uh, for uh, a a gap year. This morning there was a great conversation with Graziano, Ryan Clark, and Tannenbaum, and it was actually excellent this morning on first take. And I think what people have to realize is you you got to and I'm not sure what the Raiders cap it. You 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 what if you trade for him, you have to have that ready to go that 60 million dollar hit against the cap initially before you start reorganizing his contract. No cash flow there, right? Yeah, you, so it's that, that's why like it's it's very very unlikely like that Miami could get him or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of there's People who say the cap is crap, you, you you're crap because you're not you're not looking at it. Nobody's you gotta crap. have you gotta have sixty million ready to go immediately um, to be able to get him. And are the Jets then, in then that he, position? Then you can restart. I, the Jets are in that position. Okay, the Jets can, but I don't know if the Raiders are. No, I don't know if the Raiders are. But it was it was a great it was a great conversation today, followed by Tannenbaum talking about because Greeny had a, a green jacket on. He's still. Praying, lighting candles every day that uh, that Rogers goes to the Jets, and Tannenbaum says, you know, you know, you got to be, you, you got to be able to move heaven and earth to get Aaron Rodgers, and he went his whole diatribe, blah blah blah. And Ryan Clark is just sitting there, and he's like, the only person I know that can move heaven and earth is Jesus Christ. He said, and, and then he went in this whole. It was so funny, with Ryan Clark. I'm trying to find it. Because, and, and I went on YouTube, and for some reason, ESPN doesn't have that exchange up with Tannenbaum. Uh, they were both right in what they were saying. Just Ryan Clark took it to a next level, and uh, it was absolutely uh, a, a brilliant uh, diatribe by him uh, about obtaining Aaron Rodgers. Overthecap.com has the Jets a quarter of a million over the yeah. salary cap. That's tight. Yeah, because you can't they, just trade or cut players because that's a hit. That's not like just getting rid of your problem. No, you no, can't. But, but, but you have to be ready to do that. You have to right. at least restructure. That's a even lot, harder. A rest- You're right, and that's why any GM who takes on Aaron Rodgers' contract initially, if you can even trade for him, has to restructure contracts probably before you even make the trade. They have to. Everything's got to be in place, including Rodgers. <laughs> well, that's going to be a given that that's going to happen. But initially, you've got to be able to take on that sixty million right out of yeah. the, out of the gate. Even if it's for an hour, you got to that that that's but how that, it works. That's why the Raiders make so much sense because they've got almost fifty million in effective cap space. Yeah, so that's oh, so, so they okay. do, so they they can do it. Yeah, I mean they they're do, they've they got the they've got the third most space but in you can't the NFL. Just, uh, the people that just think, oh, you know, could trade Aaron Rodgers anywhere if he wants, you know, wherever. No, it it, it doesn't work that way. Right now, there are only two teams that could just yep. not just trade for Rodgers and yep. be under the cap. It's the Falcons and the Bears. Yep. The Raiders have the third most, and they're just under fifty. Carolina keeps coming up hmm. as uh, that other team. Well, but you know, Aaron Rodgers to Carolina. I doesn't I sound really it. I sexy. I don't see that at all. <laughs> I don't see it. The Jets and Raiders make sense because it's yeah. AFC. What, what you got? You got in front of you? What, what's the Titans cap situation? Uh, twelve and a half million clear. That's that's not enough. Well, okay, it's not enough, but that's that's taking one big salary cap guy, adding an extra year, mm-hmm. and giving him a signing bonus, mm-hmm. and then you can really take that cap number down. Like I think Tyreek Hill is something like a twenty-eight million dollar cap hit so they have to for redo. the Dolphins. They got to redo his deal. This but year. if they just add an extra year, 
give him basically all of his money for this year in a signing bonus, mm-hmm. then he can get down to like six, I think. So okay. a lot of these guys, it takes yeah. one big contract to say, yeah, I'll restructure or even throw in those void years on the end of it. Guys always want to restructure because it always means they get the money up. Front. Right, right. So it it can happen pretty pretty quickly for these teams. Okay. And Vars- they've already had these conversations. Marshall Sleeper, the cap is absolutely fake. It, it's not. I mean, granted, there's a lot of ways to manipulate it if you know what you're doing. If you're an expert in capology, you can. It's not fake. Trust me. It's not fake. It's not. No, I don't think it's as authentic as many as people. And I and I understand that, but it's it's not fake. There 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 are. I just brought out some of the limitations of why not everybody could trade for Aaron Rodgers. Um, you got you got to have some of the cap space ready to go. You got to be able to restructure immediately for a contract like that. And that's not to say that you can't restructure Rodgers' contract no, when he that, shows that's up. That's what I mean. That that as absolutely, I think wherever he goes, that's absolutely going to happen anyway. It will happen. He, he's going to restructure somehow, some way to make it more cap-friendly for whatever yeah. team, whether it's the Jets or the Raiders who he goes to. Uh, there is no question that that's going to happen. He's not going to lose money. He's yeah. just going to restructure. Right. Of course, the combine uh, underway. We'll hear from some of the guys in Sound Street later on. Uh, some of the quarterbacks, anyway. What, did you chuckle over there? Would you see something? Yeah. What? Bryce Young. Did you see his shoes he was wearing? No. I didn't see it. I heard the press conference, though. Has he, has he been measured yet? <laughs> I don't think yet. I've, I guess I heard. I thought it was supposed to be yesterday. Then I heard this morning it's tomorrow morning. Oh. So I don't really know. He's wearing lifts. But his shoes. <laughs> were they thick? Yeah. they were. It was a white sole and it was oh. a black sneaker. And there's a lot of, <laughs> white, a lot of white on the bottom of that shoe. Oh. And, and the, did you see his picture yesterday walking in? No. <clears throat> he walked in with a tight end. Which you shouldn't do when you're five ten. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you should walk in small. with the kickers or like the GMs or something. <laughs> it was a, it was a bad look. Now I don't know if this is smoke or not, Chris. But to your theory about Anthony Richardson, um, a lot of people agree with you. By the way, on him, um, I, I think this is smoke. But Dan Campbell kind of got started with his talk yesterday about eh. I kind of keep an eye on a quarterback. Be a perfect spot to take him at six. You still got a first round pick at eighteen for your defensive player. Get your quarterback of the future. I still say they stick with two defensive first round picks, but intriguing food for thought nonetheless. And that that would be that would be an ideal situation. I have a cut from him later on. We can play it. He says only four of thirty players he's interviewed have the quote unquote it factor. Well, they're drafting six, so they better find two more. <laughs> Also, <laughs> that's not a ringing endorsement for the last two guys. Huh? Also, talk of the uh, the Georgia player, um, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter maybe fall into six now instead of a top three, and he he's exactly what Detroit needs. To be honest, little run stopper in the middle. I don't think he'll fall to six. Um, I don't know. I, uh, not much further. No, I, I I mean, look, I I think I think he's still going to get drafted. I don't think he. Look, he had uh, he did something stupid. He was involved in a tragedy. I don't think he's going to fall out of the first round or anything crazy like that. Uh, yeah, the uh, we had talked about Derek Carr and weather games and all that stuff, and uh, the very feisty Rich Simmons. He put out numbers today from the uh, who covers the Jets uh, for uh, ESPN. Can I go and, back to the Jalen Carter thing just real yeah, quick? Yes, I was just going to say we've we've seen guys fall. In drafts because of off-the-field stuff, the Laramie Tunsil with the weed mm-hmm. gas mask. Yeah. 
and uh, Lel Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was involved or was questioned by police around a homicide, I want to say, or don't quote me on that, but no. he was questioned by police like the week before the draft, and that was a surefire first rounder that didn't get drafted. Yeah, he ended up signing with the Cowboys and has ha- has had a really good career. Right, but they they didn't have the the build up the runway to the draft night. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Tannenbaum said yesterday, they didn't have that yeah. that runway that Jalen Carter has right now. I don't think he'll fall unless there's crazy news around this that right. was swept under the rug. I don't think he gets out of the top five. I'm sure the reason and Rich Zimini getting back to the Jets and uh, covers the Jets for ESPN and this these numbers right here might tell you a reason why the Jets are not like having already signed Derek Carr. Um, in games played at 32 degrees or colder, he's one and seven, eight touchdowns, nine interceptions. 40 degrees or colder, two and ten, 14 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So that's a combined three and 17 with 22 touchdowns and. Um, I'm sorry, with uh, yeah, 22 touchdowns and 23 interceptions. You can't tell me that doesn't come into play. I, now, now, I, I think know that stat for, is it, so far overblown. I, because I, Dan Marino why? had the same stats, and he was awesome. I was actually going to bring up Jim yeah. Kelly. He <laughs> never played in cold-weather games, and then Buffalo drafts him two years after the Renegades doesn't work out. He doesn't lose a home playoff game. <laughs> yeah, but these are games as a professional, not – that's fine, but that's also, that's, I mean, how many games? a big ga- difference in Jim how many, Kelly coming out of Miami. Relax, and then, relax. No, I'm just, just saying. That's, how, the, that's apples and oranges, Chris. Oh, I'm, I'm, totally. I don't think it is, but let's look at what cold-weather games Derek Carr would have played. While on the Raiders, a lot of those cold-weather games, I think, would be an arrowhead. Yeah. You're not winning those games, really, regardless of where they're played. Actually, I think one of the games he's won is at arrowhead. <laughs> Okay, well, so I, mean, I, I think mean, that's I, a feather but, in his cap. Thank but, you for that, but, actually. But, well, but, and, but, I, but I don't know what the temperature was that day either. Uh, uh, the it, one where it, they did the victory lap was pretty early in the yeah. season. Unless he's got another one, <laughs> that's his one in Arrowhead. Yeah. Uh, Denver, that would be another place that he would have played a lot of cold-weather games, right? Yeah. yeah. At least one. And apart from the, the random N- or AFC North or AFC East team, I don't know how many cold-weather games the guys played in. Well, I just I just told Nine. you he's played Nine. he's played in eight when it's under thirty two and he's one in seven. That's not a big sample size. And, okay, I'm just whatever you want to think of it. If forty degrees are colder, two and ten, but we, with fourteen touches. Four, we used to say the same thing about Tampa Bay, and there was a gigantic sample size. Right. Okay. So Tua, just just having a conversation. I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying Tua has a loss from week what fifteen at Buffalo. Yeah. He put up thirty points. Yeah. You're right. Win loss isn't the be all end all, and, and seeing how a quarterback plays Maybe in cold weather. I'm not saying this is true for everybody, but for some people it is. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be true for two. I never, I never said that. Uh, well, you uh, started it by saying you can't saying tell De- me that this doesn't matter. And I'm, I'm saying just trying for, to for say Der- maybe it doesn't. For Derek Carr, uh, I'm sure they are sort of looking at those numbers. They, they look at everything. They handle they. They analyze gray hairs for crying out loud. I'll go back to my original point. Go look at Dan Marino's cold weather numbers. They've sucked. They did. I did. And he was still great. So I I don't know. Look, the Jets I, are going to be all their eggs in the basket for Aaron Rodgers. They might not get him. Then they got and they might lose Derek Carr by that point. Dan Marino's also a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's that. That was my point. Well, no, the, I know, but Derek Carr point. isn't. Well, the Jets said actually they believe he could be a first ballot <laughs> Hall first of ballot. Famer with them. They so. had a gold jacket in the meeting. <laughs> They're ready to go. And, uh, you don't think that there's anything to like living in a climate and getting used to it 
being a home team in New York versus being a team from a desert? No, sure, but you really it's it's hard to get used to to it when uh you know, especially with the Raiders, you don't get used to it unless you go for the whole week and practice in really cold weather. You don't get used to That's it. That's kind of my point is if you're not playing in that climate all week, yeah, yeah I could see showing up Friday night that that'd still be cold on Sunday morning. But if you're going into month three of living in a, you know, snow-filled city, I think well, yeah. that you could kind of get used to that well, and no, have it and not I, affect I, your game as and much. I agree with you. But, okay, but that doesn't come till well, you know, late November, early yeah. December. By that time, you're already – Exactly, yeah. Most of the season's played at that point. You may not be able to afford to have a, a blip because it was too cold and your numbers against in cold weather stink. Aren't the Bills fans upset at whoever compared Jim Kelly to Derek Carr? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, I was comparing the similarities of warm climate going to a cold climate. Uh, Art Thirsty Nick says uh, also he's, he's not a Art's tennis up. player. Wins and losses are team statistics. Some dudes play horrible and are winning teams regardless. Ben Roethlisberger, Super Bowl played horrible. One of them got to cut Art some slack today. Indoors. One of them. Why do I have to cut Art slack today? Because the Bruins won seven to one last night. I don't care. I told you to take the over. <laughs> I said wow. to. <laughs> no, I didn't expect. I went two and zero yesterday. I, I, I told you Golden State, and um, uh, no, I didn't expect Buffalo to pull their goalie with five minutes to go in a game. <laughs> the Bruins scored three empty net goals. But. Not advised. <laughs> All right, we are uh, we are just warming up. Plenty more football around the uh, corner. Also a uh, snafu with baseball. I will tell you about when we come back. Uh, remember to download the ESPN Southwest Florida app. Take us with you wherever you go. Stream the show. Look at our latest stories. Enter contests all in one spot. ESPN Southwest Florida. That's the app. It's free. It's available. Download it. It's Shima and Shepard on ESPN Southwest Florida and the ESPN Southwest Florida app. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. Craig Sheeman along with Pete Shepard. Chris on the other side of the glass. Sheeman and Shepard, ESPN, Southwest Florida. Thank you for tuning in. If you want to jump on, it's 239-337-ESPN, 239-337-3776. The combine continues. We'll have some sound from the biggest quarterback, Seth Combine, uh, in Sound Street coming up in a little bit. Biggest quarterbacks in name. In great <laughs> yeah. point, Not Chris. physical stature. <laughs> Not physical stature. Jared Lorenzen ain't coming through that door. <laughs> well, well, yeah, he can't. Thanks. A um, little bit of a snafu in baseball yesterday. Everything's been going swimmingly with the new rules and the pace of play. Well, good thing it happened in exhibition play. Our guy Gabe is livid. I know. I told you. Yeah, yeah, oh, my gosh. His I, I Twitter timeline is hilarious. I, I, I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> he uh, is livid at this. Well, he's old school. He is. Yeah, and you know, Gabe doesn't mind a Dodgers a four fan. Four-hour game. Ah, uh, 
He's not a Toronto fan. He's not a Toronto fan. He might be a Dodger fan. I think he's a Dodger fan. Oh, no, he's a big Dodger fan. He is. Okay. Big Dodger okay. fan. Yeah. So, you know, uh, some pitchers are using that uh, pitch com, the thing in their ear. Like in yeah. Here they hear the signals from their catchers. Well, at the Trump yesterday, there were only 2,000 fans. Not a lot of noise. It was a regular season game. And the, t- the earpiece in the Twins pitcher, the volume was up. And so that means the Rays could hear the pitch call. So he was he was tipping his pitches because they could actually hear it. It's not tipping your pitches. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> his yeah, his earpiece was blaring out the pitches, and there was not enough crowd to drown it out at, from the mound. There's not a volume on those things. I mentioned there is. Now I would tend yeah. to have it up high. Um, yeah, I don't know. You ever been around a person with a hearing aid on, and sometimes they they like whistle because they're they're open too much. They're too huh? bringing too much sound. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not encountered that problem. <laughs> Their batteries start ringing. No, it was an awkward situation. So uh, anyway, I thought it was funny. I'm getting that sound together. That Ryan Clark I found it. Yeah, Ryan Clark and May I say this? I think Ryan Clark is ESPN's number one asset, period. Love the guy. I think he and – Dan Orlovsky uh, is right a 1A. Both of them, yeah. I love Ryan's They're take. both a They're uh, both fresh there. breath of yeah. air. Yep. I'd go SVP on that. but Oh, that's different. Well, that's I different. like I, I Ryan Clark on SVP that's, after the after game. After the Monday night game, yeah. one of the best segments on TV anywhere. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. All right. So uh, you're, so you're efforting that? Yeah, did you I'm hear, efforting, while efforting. we're talking about this, did you hear um, um, Stephen A. and Molly Corum on first take when, um, I forget who it was, they had a New York guy in, I think it was Michael Kay, yeah. asking which New York team will win a championship first, and Michael Kay said the Rangers. Really? Stephen A. <laughs> completely it? shut off. Molly Corum said they don't count. Why? I don't know. She said they don't count. Give me from football, baseball, and basketball. All right. So you got your Mets, Jets, Giants, Knicks. Who said that? Molly? Molly said that. Molly says hockey doesn't count. And Stephen A. said the only thing he knows about hockey is the only black thing's the puck. Oh, that's his go-to line. Stephen A. said it. I, I'm not saying uh, that. I said that for it's 10 years. That's his go-to. I'm just letting 10. you guys know. It's just I, ignorance. I saw it. I think this was on yesterday's show. It's ignorance and it's laziness. Well, they couldn't talk hockey. No, it's embarrassing. They are hockey. It was the day after the Rangers traded for, for Patrick, Patrick Kane. Kane's a huge, gigantic And story. they couldn't talk hockey. They're Dude. half the national <laughs> hockey package. <laughs> no, Craig, ESPN Plus has all the hockey. Yes. Well, I'm counting the TNT and I, I'm... Television-wise, no, but, but ESPN, ESPN Plus. ESPN is, they are, they, they are, are hockey. They are NHL now. They are. And you've got That's your <laughs> your highest paid personality saying, or his show, somebody saying hockey doesn't count. Absolutely. Uh, wow. It's infuriating. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear, I didn't hear that this morning. I just, it's, it's hard for me to watch for, it's hard for me to watch first take because it's absolute just screaming and preaching. And I don't film. watch any of it. I watch first. T- I watch get up in the morning while I'm writing stuff or whatever. All right, here's um, just bear with it. 
we're going to get it's going to come. So it's Ryan Clark, it's Greeny, it's Tannenbaum and Graziano. It is a great exchange. It might be a few minutes, Chris, but it is absolutely uh, trust me it's worth it's worth. Here we go. We know there's a lot of money involved in that decision and more. Ryan Clark, Mike Tannenbaum, and Dan Graziano, my insider extraordinaire, all at the Combine today. And Graz, I will start with you. Fill in whatever blanks we are hearing from there. What what are the, obviously this is an enormous topic of conversation in every NFL circle. What are the things you're hearing? And a number of teams waiting to see how it's resolved before moving on with their plans at the quarterback position. So what has to happen is, as, as Adam mentioned, Rodgers and the Packers have to have a conversation. And I think it's going to be a two-way conversation. I don't think it's a matter of the Packers saying, okay, Aaron, what do you want to do? And then doing it. I think the Packers have some input here. I think when we heard their general manager, Brian Gutekunst, earlier this week, uh, it sounded like, you know, at least the organization was ready to consider the possibility of moving on and moving on to Jordan Love and then having their young quarterback grow with their young roster. So uh, once that conversation takes place and they figure out the way to move forward, that's when I think you'll see trade talks heat up. And that's when, you know, we'll find out who wants the Jets. Maybe it's the Panthers. The Raiders, I think, are a team to watch in this as well. So uh, at some point, there needs to be that kind of summit meeting. I imagine it happens post-combine uh, between Rodgers and the Packers' brain trust. Although there's nothing keeping Rodgers, if he chooses to, from calling them right now and giving them a decision. So there is that well, reason to consider the urgency. And then there is another here. Easy. Mike Tannenbaum, this is going to... I, I hesitate because it's a little bit complicated, but you were explaining to me this morning, and I think this is critical for the audience to understand, that while we all look at the date March 15th and we say, well, that's when a trade can become official, there is, a, there is every reason to understand, Mike, and you can explain it to us, why a trade has to happen much, much sooner than that. Greedy, the team acquiring Aaron Rodgers has to have $60 million available Mm -hmm. in cap space for at least one day. Once the Raiders, the Jets, whomever, acquire Aaron Rodgers, they can renegotiate the contract and lower the cap number. But for one day, they have to have their room of $60 million to acquire that contract for the Packers. That's why you're 100% right, Greedy. While the trade will be official on March 15th, that team has to move heaven and earth, presumably, to create that sort of cap room of $60 million well before March 15th, cutting players, renegotiating players. So there's a massive sense of urgency if you really want to acquire Aaron Rodgers and have the cap space to do it. That, that, that's critically important, I think, for everyone to understand. No team is going to start doing that on March 15th. They need to begin doing that well before that. And so there is that sense of urgency. There is the fact that franchise tags will be decided by Tuesday, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll see what that means for Daniel Jones. We'll see what that means for Geno Smith. We'll see what that means, maybe most importantly, for Lamar Jackson. So there are all these factors conspiring. So, Ryan Clark, I ask you, the fact that I'm wearing a green jacket today. Is that a coincidence? I think Homer. not. So let, let's discuss the latest on Aaron Rodgers. I know you have grown weary of this story, but I myself have not. Jeez Where face. do we stand as of this morning on the possibility of Rodgers, after all these years, finding a new team? 
Well, what's funny is you heard Mike Tannenbaum say that if you're a team that wants to acquire Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to move heaven and earth. There's only one person in the history of the world that's ever done both, and that's Jesus Christ. And you have to be hoping that Aaron Rodgers is going to be that level of savior if you acquire him on your team. And can he be, Greedy? Can Aaron Rodgers be the guy now in this uh, stage in his career that is going to elevate a team from a non-playoff team to a Super Bowl contender. You are not acquiring Aaron Rodgers at the age of 40 to just contend or to just put butts in the stands. You are doing it to win a ring. And throughout his illustrious career that makes him one of the best I've ever seen. He's absolutely the best I've ever played. He's only been the one. Now, unfortunately, in that one, I was there, Greeny. And so maybe people feel like I hold a grudge against Aaron Rodgers, but I don't because I know what he used to be. Is he still that today? Because whether you're the Jets, whether you're the Raiders, you are hiring a mercenary. The yeah. player you hire that wears number 12 on your team next year that you move heaven and earth for better be one of two things. <laughs> he better be able to give his blood to save the sins of the world, or he better be able to stand at the top of a stadium and snipe you and win you a championship. <laughs> Outside of those two things, it is a waste. You can wear a green jacket. You you can wear a gold jacket. You can wear a red jacket. It don't matter. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's more after the play. Now, yeah, obviously, most of you know, Ryan, uh, th- that uh, Greeny and Tannenbaum are Jewish. And Dan Graziano, and yeah. they're just they're hysterically laughing. And Graziano is sitting there just looking at with his eyes just just rolling and <laughs> trying not to laugh. But try, uh, that is, uh, that's outstanding. It's pretty intense. That's outstanding. Pretty good. All right, um, we'll get your reaction on that later on, uh, 239-337-ESPN. But, but yes. the bigger part of it is what Tenenbaum brought up, which is what I brought up earlier. I mean, you you, you got to have that $60 million right out of the gate. You, gotta, you have to have restructured some contracts and make sure that you have that money, uh, whichever team, if, if he does go. Do I dare suggest that Mike Tenenbaum has made two awesome cogent points two days in a row that we've played on this show yes it has absolutely been wow uh, that 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 that's why one more and that's a streak there. that 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 is a take that probably what i don't understand is why he didn't bring that up a while ago hmm. that's something that should have been brought up like right when all this maybe just drama it. was happening and uh, <laughs> it because it, it would clarify a lot of things because a lot of people just thought you could trade him anyway. I mean, there were rumors of him, you know, oh, Miami could sign him or this could right. sign Well, you could, but you'd have to restructure a whole heck of a lot in Miami. You'd have to do all – I mean, you know, it's just not – it's just not it's, – it's easier for the Jets and it's easier for the Raiders because they, they've got the cap space. Uh, Weed is calling for the smashed soundbite from Bruce Pearl. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll save it I'd, unless Chris is doing requests. But um... – Smashed! <laughs> anyway, there we go. We aim to please. All right, Tuesday on the show, we're going to interview Lou Holtz. It might have moved. Next week, we're going to interview Lou Holtz. Sometime next week, we're <laughs> going to talk to Lou Holtz. <laughs> uh, now, is his event like multi-days down here? I guess it's uh, he's Thursday through Saturday. Yeah, he's Grand in Marshall the area. of the, the, the event. That's uh, on Saturday. Join him in mm. Naples. Uh, Lou Holtz, the weekend benefiting Holtz's Heroes Foundation and uh, St. John Newman High School. 
The kickoff event is Thursday night, featuring coach and former players like Jerome Bettis, Tim Brown, Rocket Ishmael, and more. You can play in their golf outing Friday at Naples Grand. And Saturday, after Lou Holtz finishes his duties as the Grand Marshal for the St. Patrick's Day Parade, go to Irish Times for a post-parade party. You can log on to Holtz, Holtz'sHeroes.org. That's, I should spell that for you. H-O-L-T-Z-S. Heroes. Holtz'sHeroes.org. Nice. And uh, as Chris said, uh, we will be uh, interviewing him at some point, Lou Holtz, next week. Sound Street next. Shima to Shepard, ESPN Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. Taking a cruise through all the sound. But they're not going to rook us. Don't you ever talk about me! Who was talking about you? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I can say anything I want. That's the beauty of this country. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny. I think this is serious. It's time for Sound Street on Sheeman and Shepard. Chris, the people on text line are clamoring for you to do the Lou Holtz interview next week. I'm uh, not doing that. Uh, the people want it. And yes, Pittsburgh, John. If you submit a question, you're a big Notre Dame fan. I will. Uh, I will allow. We'd be glad to have it. As a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. All right, on to Sound Street. Here's Bryce Young. He says size matters. Actually, said the opposite. I've been this size, uh, you know, respectfully my my whole life. Um, you know, I I know who I am. Respectfully. I you know I know what I can do. And baby. you know, for me, you know, I think it, it, it's fair. You know, everyone can can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. But you know, I'm going to continue to control what I can control. I'm um, keep working my hardest to put myself in a good position, and I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do, and you know, I'm just excited to get to that next level. For the record, Alabama had him listed at six foot oh one ninety four. There's no way. We'll see what the tape says. There's no way. That's going to be exact. No, I, I'm, I told you. I can only, back in the day, Flutie was at one point was five eleven and a half. He's, he's barely five nine. Barely. I've always been tall, so this isn't a problem for me. I'm with you. I've always been the tallest. Like in, in the junior class, high, yeah. I was the tallest in the class, and all that nonsense. Anyway, here's C.J. Stroud. Any talk of him going to the uh, the Bears, he goes, well, first of all, uh, my Ohio State guy, Justin Fields, is there, and uh, I don't want to go to Chicago. <laughs> he ain't no damn running back. He's a quarterback, and he, he can sling that rock. So I'm going to stand up for my brother every time, and, and he's going to do great things in his career, and I'm excited to play with him. I mean, no, I don't want to go there. I mean, that, that's that's his team. So, uh, But, I mean, I think I got to do my I gotta do my thing. I got to go build my legacy, and I know he, and he's rude to me. He texted me uh, yesterday morning, so uh, me and him are, are brothers for life. Okay. Here's Anthony Richardson, go Gators, mm-hmm. on what he thinks about being labeled a project. I don't even know uh, what, that, what that means, project label, but, uh, you know, I'm willing to bring anything, you know, anything, everything that they need from me. You know, I'm going to work hard. You know, I'm going to be dedicated to my craft. You know, I'm just, you know, be a leader in, 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 that, in that organization. So uh, just grow and continue to grow. 
You know, he interviewed today with uh, Tampa Bay, Bucks GM Jason Light, head coach uh, Todd Bowles at the NFL Scouting Combine. said, quote, I have. It went pretty well. Just getting to know them, talking about my life, talking about ball pretty well. It went pretty well. How about Anthony Richardson and Kyle Trask on the <laughs> same Buccaneer team? I don't think that will happen. No. Why? Because uh, I think they're going with Kyle Trask. I think he's going to be QB1. Uh, it's going to be Carson Wentz with Kyle Trask backing him up. No, it will not. That's what Vegas says. I Vegas don't... is never wrong. <laughs> I just put a promo together that said his goal for the year is to dress. <laughs> nice. I said that. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I was being tongue-in-cheek. You changed your tone a little bit in three days. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, everything – I can only go by what they're saying, at well, least for now, anyway, on the surface. Since, well, he is the only quarterback on. What else are they going to say? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to transition Mike Evans <laughs> yeah. oh, to yeah. quarterback. Emergency not, quarterback. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, all right. It's 2023. So, wow. So, Mike Tannenbaum just laid out how you got to make a whole bunch of room to trade for a guy that's a $60 million mm-hmm. hit, Aaron Rodgers. Here's Dan Graziano. On what teams actually have cap space for Rodgers on Get Up? Right now, the two teams that have enough cap space, you're talking about $60 million, I think this, it's, it's uh, the Bears and the Falcons. But there are some teams that are close. Like the Raiders have about 40 or $50 million in cap space. They can get there. The Jets would have to do some work, restructure some contracts, extend some people. But they have a good young roster. They have a lot of high-level contributors on rookie contracts. Mm. Yeah. Right. I wonder if... The Packer, if if the Packers trade Rodgers to New York, do the Packers say we can we can meet in the middle on draft pick compensation? I want Sauce Gardner. Ooh, yeah. I want Garrett Wilson. I want one of your blue chip prospects. And I, you know what? We'll use that as a first rounder. I'm gonna say no, thank you. Really? Yeah. I I I, yeah. I, I would. I definitely would not give up Sauce Gardner. Isn't Sauce going to be like the special player, the uh, special player? I would not give up him. He's out. He's not even. In but the we discussion. know how these guys value yeah. draft picks this time of the year. If you're the Jets, and like, I don't know. No, it you gives you more flexibility moving deal. forward. Um, no, I'm not giving. Up. I'm not moving on Sauce. Interesting thought, but I'm not doing it. Not if sauce. I'm the Packers. I'm saying this deal only gets done if I get Wilson. Then. I want another. Wilson? I want another young receiver. Oh, that Wilson. Oh, I thought you meant Zach Wilson. <laughs> no, no, Garrett Wilson. God no. I mean, we could throw Zach in as like a a, a bargaining chip, but yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I tell you what. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We got more on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, more on Ryan Clark. And more from Dan Graziano. More football talk right around the corner. The three o'clock hour on a Friday. It's Shima to Shepard on ESPN Southwest Florida.